Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. One of the things that energizes our teams the most is being able to hear stories of lives that are impacted by this ministry. We would love for you to share your story with us by emailing it to stories at newcommunity.co or maybe your next step to getting connected to what God is doing in this ministry is partnering with us financially. You can do that online at www.newcommunity.co or through the PushPay app and find the giving option that works best for you. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy today's message. We're excited that you're with us worshiping together, um, taking a little bit of time here on your Sunday morning and joining with us. And we're going to spend the next few moments just giving thanks for what God has done in our life. You know, at our house, as many of you guys know, we have a large family. Um, so there's eight kids and then me and Sarah, and we hardly ever eat Thanksgiving by ourselves or even just with our family. There's usually other family members, there's friends um, that have practically become family or other people that God brings into our life. And when we sit down at the Thanksgiving um, table after Sarah has cooked all the food, um, we usually pause for a moment and we go around the table. We can smell the beautiful turkey and the deliciousness of that. And, and we pause and we take a moment and we give thanks. And that's what we want to do here um, in, the, in this service this morning. And before we kind of jump in with some of our guests that are going to be here, that are going to be helping us to give thanks this morning, we want to do something very special. We talk here at New Community Church about um, this being our church family. And um, Thanksgiving is a time where you're around family, hopefully people that you love. There may be that one relative that you wish wasn't there, but for the most part, hopefully it's people that you enjoy being around. And um, you know what? The people here in this church, there are people that God has placed in our life. We want to take a moment just celebrate one of our families. And so I'm going to ask them to come forward. If you guys would put your hands together for Kevin and Darla Rupert this morning. And this is such an amazing couple. Um, Kevin and Darla have been a part of the church for a while now. They moved here from a different state. God brought them here. And we just want to celebrate them this morning. If you don't know them yet, they just have such an amazing heart to serve. They jump in at every opportunity or at any chance to be a part of the church when we have special events. They serve on a weekly basis. Um, Kevin is a part of our media team. And Kevin, I just love it when you're back there on Sundays um, that you're not just going through the slides. I can hear you singing, man, your heart to worship. And that's what's amazing is it's not just you guys serving, but it's the example of loving Jesus, of loving people around you, of being people that are just genuine, authentic, and willing just to give of your life for others around you. And Brittany and Tiffany, just your guys' heart to serve in the kids area. You guys are a part of this student ministry. We are so thankful that God brought you to the NCC family and that you guys are a part of our church family. And this is just a small way of saying thank you. We have a Thanksgiving basket with um, some holiday gifts for you guys. Can we put our hands together again for them? We love you guys so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Awesome. Let's give them a hand again. And this morning, we're going to take an opportunity and hear from some of our partners and from people in our church what God has done this past year and how NCC has played a part in that. And so I'm going to ask our guests if you guys would come forward this morning and we're going to grab a seat right here around the table. If you guys would put your hands together as they come forward, as they make their way together to the stage. You guys can each just grab a seat. 
You know, God's word reminds us um, of this idea of being thankful, of pausing at different moments in our life and celebrating what God has done. Psalms chapter 9 verse 1 says it like this, with all of my heart, with all of my heart, God, I will give thanks and I will tell of your wonderful deeds. And so there was, there was this encouragement to the people of God to pause and to give thanks and to celebrate what God had done over the past year, what God had done in their life. And they would share those stories with one another to encourage one another. In Psalms 107 verses 8 and 9, it says it like this, Lord, I will give thanks because of your wonderful deeds and your unfailing love. And then he goes on to say this, because God, you give to the thirsty and to the hungry every good thing. So anyone that has a need, God, you're the one that provides for them. And God, you're the one that blesses. You give blessing upon blessing over their life, Lord. And so we thank you, God. We thank you for the kind of God that you are. And that's simply what we're going to do this morning. We have some amazing partners, some amazing people in our church that are going to share this morning. And so we've kind of gathered around the Thanksgiving Day table here. And we just want to take a moment and pause and celebrate what God has done. And so first, I want to introduce Nick Stuva. And Nick is an amazing person. He's um, our missionary, him and his family. They're in Tanzania, Africa, and God has um, brought them back to the United States for a time. But he's going to take a moment and share what God has done and then also where God is leading you guys. So go ahead and take a moment. Let's put our hands together for Nick. Thank you, Pastor Aaron. It's such an honor to be able to stand in front of you guys and be here at this table simply to say thanks. Uh, we came into the sanctuary. We saw the banners on the walls, and it's very clear that our hearts resonate with new community. And when I mean ours, I mean my wife's heart, Kimbra, my daughter, Lexi, and my son, Ethan. They're back there. And it may not look like it, but we've actually lived in Tanzania for over 11 years, where our vision has been to um, see God-fearing, empowered communities. We believe that as a community responds and lifts their eyes towards God, that they'll be, as they build the relationship with God, they then be able to respond to the needs of their community and walk forward into a brighter future. We do that through our mission, which is simply to creatively engage the lost. We believe that as we look and evaluate and allocate the resources of that community, we can use all of these things to bring glory to him. One way that we did this is in our own community of Arusha, Tanzania, where we lived. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tourist community. There's a lot of people coming in, going out to the Serengeti, climbing Kilimanjaro, things like that. A lot of tourists are coming in. We began to respond to that need in particular through a recycling project. We began to build relationships with hotel owners and uh, you know, safari club owners and ask them simply to bring off their empty wine bottles and their beer bottles. We would take those things, we would clean them up, cut them in half, and turn them into drinking glasses that we would then sell back to those owners and stuff like that. It, it turned out to be a pretty cool situation because we were actually cleaning up the environment, we were building relationships, and we had the opportunity to speak about the name of the project. There you see the little tag there, it says Maria Pili. Maria Pili is a Swahili word that means second time. And which people would begin interacting with our product, begin asking questions, we would take the opportunity to say, you know, I myself felt like an empty wine bottle, thrown out on the trash heap of life and useless, not, didn't have anything left. But my Savior came and he found me there. He, take me, he took me off the trash heap. He cleaned me off. He broke me in half. He rounded off my rough edges and he turned me into something new and beautiful and useful. And now I sit on his table in service to him. Thank you. 
We took opportunity to build relationships that way, but not only through relationships in the community that glorified Christ, it allowed us to work with our pastors, sending them further and further out into the um, unreached areas of Tanzania. In particular, a, a, a little valley called Lake Yasi, where a Datoga tribe is there, unreached people, very resistant to the gospel. But we found that our inroad through to the, to the Datoga people was through education. You see, for many generations, the Datoga people were very resistant to the gospel, but the, the government was actually coming in and essentially stealing their children away, forcing them to go to boarding school in the main cities so that they can reach their educational quotas. We, through the power with the local church, began providing for them um, education through uh, primary schools and allowed their children to come into our schools. The Tanzania government mandates that every school have a religious course. So since we as the church own the school, naturally we're talking to them about Jesus Christ. Friends, generations of Datoga people who were resistant to the gospel, now their children currently are in that education room talking about math, talking about geography, but on the other side of the blackboard, they have written there, Jesus is my Lord, Jesus is my Savior, Jesus is my healer. We believe that the first generation of Datoga leaders and believers are coming out of our education classes right now as we speak. All of this, friends, has been an interesting thing because as we say, it's, it's I don't know, the word that we describe the, the Stuva family right now is transition. Transition is living in between the tension of everything that God has allowed us to do in the past, but what everything that God has called us to do in the future. A few year, years ago, my wife and I began feeling that God was calling us away from Tanzania. And in particular, he was causing us to go to the north to work amongst the 17 countries and among the 400 million Arabs that make up the Middle East and North Africa. And although I can't specifically say where we're going because of the sensitive nature of it, I would encourage you guys just to meet myself and my wife, ask them some questions about specifically where we're going. But our, 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 our plan is simple. We'll be going in with the church planning team, going through a creative access, through business, through community development, anything that we can do to put ourselves in place of, of, in place of, um, of Arabs so that we can start churches, churches that will then glorify Jesus Christ and transform lives. We're going to do this, friends, with three different ways. Very simply, we're going through by abiding in Jesus Christ. Our time with Jesus Christ allows us simply to turn our eyes to him and give thanks to him for everything that he has allowed us to do and as he gives us source and provision for what we're going to do in the future. And we would encourage you guys to join with us abiding in Christ. Abide with us on behalf of Muslims. You might not think, you're like, well, how do I pray for Muslims? Where do I start? We would encourage you, friends, on a Friday. Friday is their holy day. Would you consider giving up your coffee in the morning or maybe taking a little time on lunch and fast and pray for Muslims? Fast and pray for the Stuva family and the many other people who are working amongst Muslims all over the world. Our second thing as we go for second non-negotiable is unreached. We will go into the places where the church does not exist, where there is no community giving glory to Jesus Christ. We will go into those places and bring to them the good news of Jesus Christ. Our third principle is team, partnership, together. Interesting statistic. There is only currently only one Christian worker for every one million Muslims in the world. One in a million. My wife and I are building a team who will go with us as we go and plant this church. But most importantly, friends, I'm going to take that statistic of one in a million because we have spoken to you today about what you have already allowed us to do in Tanzania through your partnership. We know now through that same partnership you will be standing behind us praying to God the Father that you will open up ways and open up doors for us to continue into a bright future for the Arab world. Friends, thank you very much for having the opportunity to share that. And thank you, new community, for being a part of that bright new future.
Nick, we, we love you. We love what your family is doing. We're going to continue to partner with you, support you guys. As we're giving every week, it's going to families like this, and it's making an impact. And we want to just deepen that relationship that we have with you as you guys move forward in what God's calling you to do. Um, so these are amazing partnerships that we have. Also, Mitch Billingsley is here. Many of you guys know him. He's um, a key part of our church and serves in different areas. But also, Mitch is a part of Gideon's International. And the Gideons partner with us every year in the back-to-school fair. Um, and they're doing such amazing work. You guys may know them because you may think, oh, well, they are the ones that leave the Bibles in the hotel rooms. But there's so much more of what they're doing and their reach goes so beyond even what we see. So I want Mitch just to take a few moments and just share what's taking place and, and what's happening with the Gideons. Well, good morning, NCC. We certainly have a lot of things to be thankful for here. But I want to share with you this morning something that you may not know. You have over 250,000 missionaries around the world working right now for you. They're in 200 different countries, and they're sharing in over 100 different languages the written word of God. These are the Gideons. That's what they do, and we have a single-minded purpose. The Gideons are, are a 100-year-old organization that for the entirety of their time have had one purpose, and that purpose is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they do so by the means of giving out scripture and asking God to open up a, a, a door for them to be able to share verbally to see people one to Jesus. We have uh, the, the, the Gideons partnered with NCC, as Brother Aaron shared. Uh, last August, we were able to distribute 3,885 copies of scriptures at the back to school fair. <laughs> Daily, we're able to give out across the world 250,000 copies of scripture. And that's not even close to a quarter of enough because we need so much more. God's word says so in Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper, and it shall prosper in that which I send it. A young lady by the name of Leanne discovered how powerful God's word was. She was a troubled teen. She was a runaway. And when she, after she had run away and been gone for a while, she realized how difficult it was being away. So she decided to move back home. She had to re-enroll in school and pay for her own school supplies. And she went to a, an office depot to pick up a backpack. After she got home, she was sorting through that backpack, figuring out what she wanted. And unknown to her, some Gideon had slipped a New Testament into the backpack. And she began to read it, and she opened up that New Testament, and it was similar to this one, probably a different color, because we have several different colors. And, and she read in the front of that some of the helps that it has. And as she read through that, she began to realize that her depression and her anger could be answered, and she started reading about salvation in Christ through the little New Testament and asked Jesus to save her. Leanne today is is a counselor for troubled teens uh, she uh, has done that for about five years and shares every time she gets a chance the exact thing that she found in a little new testament that was left for her by some people would say by mistake in a backpack god's word never returns void it always accomplishes what it's set out to do we need to do several things the gideons have asked us to do several things for us First and foremost, they've asked us to pray for them. We need to pray that God would open up more avenues 
in order to distribute the word of God. We want to open those avenues up. We ask God to give us things. We were able to do so in the schools here in Mesquite. We praise God for that. Uh, this last year, we've been able to be in job fairs. We've been able to be uh, at the State Fair of Texas. Uh, we've been able to be in hospitals and jails and, and at uh, uh, the enlistment of military personnel. I see Peter there you know, in MEPS, and he reminds me all the time that, that they're there. And uh, So God has opened those doors, but we need even more avenues to do that. And the second thing is uh, these cost a little money. Uh, these cost a dollar fifty for the little New Testaments, and the Bible that you find in the hotels. And I'm sure most of you, if you've been in a hotel, you probably looked in a drawer and found a Bible. They don't just show up there by by happenstance. Some dedicated guys go out and give their time to or, in order to place the Bibles in places uh, and, um, and and make sure that people have those. Uh, they're about, they're about $5 a piece. We simply ask this as, as Gideons. Um, if, you, if you feel led to give, please do so. There's a couple of ways that you can. In the back of your chairs, there's an envelope. There's a brochure. has an envelope in it. You're welcome to fill that envelope out if you want. You can mail it in. You can leave it with us at the back of the auditorium. There'll be a, another Gideon and I at the doors uh, with an open Bible, and you can drop that offering there. Uh, and certainly you can go to Gideons.org and, and, and donate that. And I want to close with one word. This is Isaiah 48. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. Thank you, Pastor. Yes. Thank you. You know, church, we've said that the scripture is going to shape our life this year. We've committed to that as a church that we're going to daily engage with God's word and and this is such a powerful way with what the Gideons are doing to place God's word in the hands of people and allow God's word to bring change and transformation. And so we're so thankful. Once again, as Mitch said, grab that brochure. You can read more about what they're doing. Um, if God leads you, you can drop an offering on the way out um, as you head out. They're going to be in the back. But we're so thankful for that partnership. We're thankful for what God does um, every year at the back to school fair as you guys hand out God's word. And um, this morning, we have the honor of having Dr. Brunland. Here um, from MISD, we love our partnership with the school. And so, Dr. Verlin, would you take a moment and just share what God is doing um, in our school district? Certainly. Actually, I want to share what you're doing in our school district. Um, but uh, I want to start simply with the song that we heard earlier. And it, it really resonated for me in that I was thinking about how do we give thanks and, and how do we see Christ coming, right? And, and uh, when I reflect on how do we give thanks, I, I, I really think a lot about the great blessing that we have been given. And, and it's interesting. Everyone in this room has been given the same blessing. And that's opportunity to have a great impact. And, you know, the blessing isn't in the stuff we get. The blessing is in the creation that we were made in to be. And, and it's so exciting because this church has fulfilled that impact through the back-to-school fair that this church essentially runs, and I know in collaboration with us, but it is your effort, it is your mission to impact young people's lives. And, and as many of you may know, our, we have a lot of kids living in poverty in our district, roughly 75% of our kiddos, maybe more. And so that puts a lot of stresses on their life. And this church has stepped up and responded with the back-to-school fair touching over 6,500 students in Mesquite ISD. That is really incredible. 
with roughly 350 plus volunteers being organized by your church. And when, when I recognize the size of this church, that's even more amazing. It speaks to greatness, right? That is great impact. And, and then on top of that, in excess of $40,000 in contribution, filling medical needs, there's so much that happens. And, and even if you aren't a volunteer to that event, I want to encourage you to come out and see how that is happening. And here's the thing that's unusual about impact, though. Sometimes we don't realize it. We have no idea the impact we have on people's lives. And so I'd, I'll just share this real quickly because I don't have time to share the whole story, but I'll share this real quickly. As a young man, I grew up in foster care. Spent the first 10 years of my life before I was adopted. People would come into my home, and we were not a wealthy foster home. <laughs> they would come into our home around this time of year and bring gifts and leave them. And I remember the men who did this. They would bring them in. I don't know their names, but here's the impact. I'm telling you today with all sincerity, I am who I am today because of people like those men who stepped into my life who don't know who I am, who don't know the impact they have had, and I'm here to tell you, you are the same. You are impacting young people in a way you have no idea. I have no idea, but it is God's work through you that makes it happen, and that's how Jesus comes, and that was, that's very exciting. Now, moving forward, I hope we had the, do we have that? Yes, there she is. Okay, so now, I, I'm very blessed and uh, have had great opportunities in life. My greatest blessing is family, obviously, one of my greatest blessings. I have to recognize my wife of 30-plus years back there, Joy, and my son, Matthew, who is here today. Um, I, I'm very proud of Matthew, and I'm blessed, sort of. He's going to be an Aggie. I don't know if that's a blessing or not, but, I'm, um, but uh, he's very excited about going to Texas A&M here. He is a mesquite skeeter right now, and... And moving on, but uh, that's Jocelyn. Jocelyn is roughly five months old, and uh, she, she is my granddaughter. And I want you to see what's happening there, because this is the great mission going forward. This is vital. What you see in that picture is so important to all of our young people. Obviously, as a grandfather, it's important to me, but it's larger than this. Mesquite ISD is, is really moving forward with something called Read, Play, Talk. It is the most important thing we can do for our young people. You heard me say earlier, 75% of our students are coming from poverty. That means, based on research, that they are likely, when they enter kindergarten, kindergarten, they are likely to be two years behind their peers, not from poverty, by age five. That's half their life. By age five, they will have used vocabulary 30 million fewer times, 1,500 fewer times an hour. We have to create, this is an opportunity, first of all, to impact culture in a great way. We have to create a cultural norm around reading every day, playing every day, and talking every day to our children. And guys, this is not something MISD is going to do alone. This requires our community to invest in our community. And it is so important. Thomas Jefferson said this, and I always quote him when I, when I go around. Thomas Jefferson said of the purpose of a general education, it's to enable every man to determine for himself that which will secure or endanger their freedom. 
if young people are not on grade level reading by grade three, their ability to determine those things that will impact their freedom is severely hampered. This is a significant mission, folks. And, and so I'm beseeching you to play a part in this in your own family. If you have children, read to them every day, play to them every day, and talk with them a lot. Don't let them go in their rooms and not talk to them. It's okay that they have their quiet time, but don't let them just do that. Talk to them a lot. If you have friends who have children, tell them the importance of reading, playing, and talking every day. It's a, such a simple thing. And here's the other thing I would encourage you to reflect on. You don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You simply have to give of yourself in reading, playing, and talking every day. My mission, our mission, is to get our children in a place where they can compete, but more importantly, where they will be in control of the things that determine their freedoms later on in life. And that is especially important to anyone who is in a church. So I want to thank you for that, and I want to thank this church so much for the blessing they have been to MISD. Thank you. Brilliant. We appreciate that. I want to let you know, church, like since the first time I heard Dr. Brunland speak and just on this issue of the importance of, of reading levels and, and the initiative that they're doing, God stirred something in, in my heart and I know, hey, our church needs to play a part in that. And we're already talking about what that looks like, um, how our facility could be used in that way, how we can continue to deepen that partnership because we want to support the vision that God has given our school district. We want to make a change here in our community. And so we're going to continue to encourage you in that. We want to grow that, um, what, how God will use us to really make a difference and an impact. And, and this morning, we not only want to give thanks for the community partners and what God is doing um, around the world and also locally here, but we want to give thanks for what God is doing in the lives of people right here at NCC. And so we're going to take a moment and just let you hear from a couple of people. First is going to be um, from a video. So I want you to watch this real quick of how God is stretching our faith and using people in our church. So a few months ago, before the Made for More campaign started, Pastor Caleb was talking about starting a small group Bible study at your school. And I thought it didn't really apply to me because I'm a dual credit student at Eastfield, so everyone's older than me. But as I was talking to one of my friends at Eastfield, he was saying that he was up there to meet with a couple of the guys to pray. And I said, is there a girls prayers group? And he said, there's not. And then he jokingly said that I should start one. So I kind of just brushed that off. But later when I was praying, I felt God prompting me and saying that I really should be doing this. And so I texted anyone I knew at Eastfield and said, hey, we're doing a girls prayer group at this time. If you guys can come, let me know. And a lot of people that I really wanted to come couldn't make it at all. And I was disappointed, but I knew that God would bring the people there that needed to be there. So in our first meeting, we had five people. And one of my friends, Chelsea, was just talking about how she'd been struggling through some stuff. And so I asked her, hey, will you just share something with the group? Because I knew that she has a really firm relationship with God. And, um, and she shared, she just opened up and said everything about all the things she's been struggling with. Half of these girls were strangers to her, and one of them isn't even a believer. And because she opened up, all the other girls opened up. Even one of the girls who's not even a Christian just opened up about what 
about some of their fears and some things that they just really need prayer for. And then the next week, the girls asked me to bring my guitar. So after our prayer, we uh, we then went outside with some of the guys too and just worshiped. And every time I thought we were done, someone would start singing a new song. And sometimes there's only one or two people that will show up for the group, but I still know that it's what God wants me to be doing and that he's still working through it. Um, girls will occasionally say to me like this is exactly what I needed today or I didn't want to come but I feel so much better now that I've done this and now that I've prayed and God's just showing me that our community is made for more. I'm Danielle and I'm made for more. We love that how God is stretching and growing each and every one of us and in the difference that's happening as we step out and respond in obedience. Um, We've also asked Christy to take a moment. Christy's been a part of New Community Church for quite a while, and recently um, she's been coming back, and God's been doing amazing things. So, Christy, I want you to take a moment and just share what God's been doing in your life. Okay. Um, hi. As Pastor Aaron said, my name is Christy, and I've been coming to NCC for a while now. Um, one of the things that I first thought when Alita texted me and asked me if I would be willing to speak today was I didn't think my story would be inspiring to anybody. I don't think it's my story, how it started. I think it's how it's, where it's going that's inspiring. Um, and it starts when I was in high school. At 17, most teenagers are thinking about college, going to prom, homecoming, um, what they're going to wear to school the next day. But when you get pregnant at 17, it changes everything. I love my daughter more than anything, but... When you're 17, I felt alone. I had grew up in church. I quit going to church. Um, it took about three years before my daughter and I decided we need to go back to church. And it was actually somebody here at this church who told me I need to come back to church and build my relationship with God. This year, I have been able to graduate college and get my bachelor's from... <laughs> um, I know you mentioned your son is an Aggie. I actually graduated from Texas A&M Commerce, so yay. <laughs> um, but once I graduated college, I felt God leading me to a nonprofit in downtown Dallas, uh, mentoring teen moms. So I currently work with two girls um, through the nonprofit, mentoring them. My job as their mentor is to guide them and teach them and share my story with them. The biggest part of me being able to graduate college, having a career, um, raising my daughter is my faith. Um, without God, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish everything I have accomplished. Um, and honestly, with, without the church, I wouldn't be able to accomplish anything. Um, but during the time when I was 17, I did feel ashamed and alone, and I didn't know how I was gonna get through it. Sharing my story with the teen moms makes me give them hope and lets them know that even though you have a child young, that you, st you still can be successful. It's hard, but it can be done, especially with God. One of the things I read on Facebook is, said, oh, I actually wrote it down. Um, Any single mom raising their child in the presence of God is never alone. I actually really love that because I have raised my daughter in the presence of God. 
I do let the teen moms know that God has been God has been such a huge part of my success and that raising my daughter in his presence has helped me tremendously. And that praying daily helps us. My daughter and I would both believe and Sarah and Aaron have been huge parts of us believing that in the, in the power of prayer. Um, so every night we pray and every morning and I don't know where God is going to take us next, but I do know that through prayer and through church, we will get through it and that we can be successful. And that's it. I mean, so many stories of what God is doing, just like Christy's of the change that's happening. Can we put our hands together for all of our partners here this morning? Thank you guys so much for being here. And when we were going through this, there were so many stories that we could share, so many things of what God is doing. And I just want to take a moment and just celebrate what has happened even over the past few months as we've launched Made for More. Um, we've declared this, that our church, that we are made for more, that we're not comfortable just staying where we've been at, um, wherever our relationship with God is at. We want it to grow. We want it to move forward. And so we've declared some things as a church. We've said together as the church that scripture is going to shape my life, that we're going to be a church that engages with God's word, that we open up scripture and we allow God to speak to us every day, that my growth is my responsibility. We've said that we're going to change the world and it starts right here. It starts right where God has placed us and it's going to reach to the ends of the world. And the last thing that we've declared is I can't stay here. We're not comfortable being the church that we've been in the past. We want to move forward. We want to allow God to expand our influence. And so I just want to share some of what God has done over the past little bit. As we've launched this in September, we have seen over 100 people daily opening up God's word and engaging with scripture. This is just through the app. I know more of you guys are walking along with the Bible reading plan and, and opening up God's word, but we're allowing God to speak to us. Over 185 daily or weekly engaging in groups you guys this is absolutely amazing people in our church meeting in homes together engaging with god's scripture opening up your life and sharing from your experiences as god is encouraging us to grow together we've said that my growth is my responsibility and we are well on our way as we're taking next steps as we're growing in our giving as we're opening up god's word um, as we're maturing in our faith in those next steps we're on our way to becoming that healthy church that we want to be. And next September, we're going to take that spiritual survey again, and we're believing that, that we're going to see growth in each of our lives in the way that we're moving forward in our relationship with God. We've said this, we want daily stories of transformation, and we've seen over that 20 stories of transformation come in, just some of those that we've shared of people buying groceries for others of you buying coffee for your kid's teacher, all of these different stories of how God is using you in your workplace, in your family, whenever you're out in the community. And we want those stories to increase. We want to see over 365 stories. So share those with us. You can email them in stories at newcommunity.co, but we want to share those with others. So what God is doing in your life is encouraging others to grow and to move forward in their faith. And then the last thing is we've said, I can't stay here. We've seen 12 people complete Connect class. This is just part of that process of us learning um, since September, of us learning, hey, God, how have you gifted me to serve? 
We want giving to increase. We want to be able to accomplish the vision that God has given us. Like Psalms 9-1 says, God, we are going to tell of your wonderful deeds. We're going to give thanks, Lord, with everything inside of us. And we want to be able to stand here next Thanksgiving or next um, day of thanks service next year. And we want to be able to celebrate that God's done more through the Stuva family, through partnerships like what we have with the Gideons through the school district, through a deepened partnership and what God is doing through that. We want God to increase. We want more and more stories of change and transformation, people that God is changing and bringing new life to. Just like our vision says, we are here to see God make people and places new, and we get to play a part in that. So church, we have so much to be thankful for, and we're believing that God is going to do so much more. And so I want to end this service just in celebration together just celebrating what God has done. And so I'm going to ask you if you would stand to your feet with us as we end this service. And we're just going to sing this song. The worship team is going to lead us. But we want to celebrate and give thanks to God for all that he's done. Would you sing this out with us this morning? Come on, sing it out.